just uh, having like like listen to yourself in your headphones. I kind of feel like I need to think more. It's not natural. Yeah, it is really weird. Um, it, it takes a takes a bit to get of getting used to. Um, and uh, man, last week when we recorded all that, there was some good content that came out of it, and uh, we ended up losing it. But anyway, welcome. We're here to talk about Lisa, your new account manager that you will all be hearing from very shortly. She's uh, in training and working extremely hard to be as excellent as she can be. So I wanted to bring you on here to uh, just learn a little bit about you. Um, you know, um, uh, I think um, it's very little about what you know and it's more about who you are. So I want to talk about that. So um, I want to talk about all the exciting stuff. Um, so um, just move up a little bit closer to the mic and adjust that and get comfortable. And that's perfect. So um, Lisa, I want to start with a little bit about your background. Mm -hmm. Tell me, give me a five minute synopsis of your life before Enshore. Before Enshore, okay. So well, before, before work even. Yep. Uh, well, I'm from Ireland, if you haven't picked that up already by my accent, and um, I lived there my whole life until I was maybe, until I was 22. Then I moved to Boston for a couple of months when I was that age, and then I think from there I just realised that I just love the independence of living away from home, um, as much as I value my family and my friends, but I just really liked that time, uh, uh, just away and just getting a grasp of life for myself. So when I finished uni, I was 23, um, I studied a Bachelor of Economics and Geography, um, quite an eclectic mix there, but uh, they went hand in hand quite well, it was an interesting course um, degree, um, and then following that I didn't particularly know what I wanted to do, uh, I was thinking I wanted to study a Masters in something or another, but given I didn't know what I wanted to do, I didn't really want to be biding my time in Ireland, um, given it was what I already knew. So I was thinking, what better place to do that than Australia? So bought a one-way ticket to Sydney, and um, now I'm here, and life's going well. So I'm here nearly five years now. Um, for my first couple of years, I first two years, I travelled quite a bit around Australia. Um, I really enjoy travelling. I love just experiencing all different cultures, meeting new people. Um, meeting people is something I love to do, which really branched me into broking because I just love building relationships with people and I feel that if you can build a relationship with somebody, it just makes everything so much easier and it's just something that's come naturally to me my whole life and I just really wanted that to reflect in my career. So I feel it's given me a little bit of an advantage in the sense that I can find a common ground with people and it's just something that I actually genuinely enjoy. So from there, I kind of tried to think of a career that, yeah, I could advantage that or take advantage of that and um, yeah, I think I've gone down the right path and really enjoying what I'm doing now. That's great. Tell me, um, Boston, what was that like? Oh, stop. It stole a piece of my heart. Genuinely, really? it's forever going to be there. I, When you're in uni in Ireland, you're able to get a working holiday visa to go to the US. Um, so generally, everybody my age who's in uni in Ireland goes to the US for that period of time. So you're casually walking down the road in Boston or New York or Chicago or wherever it is and you just see people you know and like at the start it's such a shock you're like oh hi how are you but after a while it's just nearly just second nature you kind of just give somebody a nod and just keep walking because you just see so many people you know there 
Um, it was just such a good time. I was uh, working in an Irish bar there. And um, I don't know if you know about waitressing in America, but you don't get a wage, you only get tips. Mm. And uh, I didn't know that at the start, so I probably would have turned down the job, to be honest. And then it was only when I actually started working and I realized the amount of tips that you actually get. I was like, oh, this is good. So um, yeah, I lived there for four months. Um, I got quite an unusual job at the end of that, actually. I was working waitressing for three months and then I started working with a poster company. So it was like a sales rep for this um, poster company that worked all across the US. And on a Sunday night, the boss would message on and give you your route. And your route could literally be anywhere in the US. And we were going around to the different universities um, just selling posters to the students to do up their rooms. But it was just such an experience because honestly, like we were everywhere from like the border of Canada up near Vermont, like right down to um, just below New York, Connecticut. It was just such a good experience. It's only for a month, but got to see so much. It was awesome. That's so cool. I was I was hanging on there when you said I got an interesting job. I was like, <laughs> oh, watch out. Um, the tipping thing's really interesting. You know, I think I think a lot of industries would improve if people didn't have a salary, but they just worked on tips. Um, well, I can tell you, it was. Um, there's definitely a sense of reward at the end of the day when you come home with the back pocket full of cash and like that's all it is, it's just cash. So like you kind of had to cash in, so you kept your book on you with your cash all the time and then you have to go to the bank and like put it in or whatever. But yeah, it's, um, and you'd get cute about it as well if you've got a corporate affair on and they've got like a three hour function and it came to the end, like you were really pushing, so, like you, you were, you know, you just had to use your head a little bit as well. And obviously that was giving good service too, but it was a bit of a win-win situation in that regard. <laughs> yeah, you would have done really well with that because you're quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> well, it was in an Irish bar, so I definitely had an advantage there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, cool. Well, uh, you know, the ATO isn't listening, so... Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, geography. I'm so bad at geography. <laughs> well, like, how on earth did you find yourself good at geography? Or did you... Were, were you not good, but you just enjoyed it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. Whatever being good. Well, um, for the geography side of it, it was actually quite interesting. It's such a broad subject. So it was split into physical geography, economic geography, and cultural geography. So really, to master geography, you'd want to be at it for the rest of your days. Because I actually found it quite hard at the start, because, you know, I would say I was 18 going in, and you come from school, and normally, like, subjects are so know regimented to that subject whereas you go into uni and they try to collaborate everything together and I guess to get your head around it at the start there's just so many different things to collaborate but in reality that's life and everything does come together but I guess it was just the first time that I had learned in that kind of a way where they're trying to bring one concept and tie it into another and you need to like learn from everything it wasn't just like you're learning this page today it was a case of you need to look at the bigger picture here and what you're learning in physical geography, you need to bring it into the cultural geography and then you need to tie that into the economic geography. And yeah, it was it was really interesting. Um, the, I, I guess there was no real part of that that I loved the most. I actually enjoyed all of it because it was so insightful. Um, but with the physical geography, just given I love the world and I love traveling so much, I found that um, quite interesting. Um, but 
at the same time, I didn't ever really want to be a geographer either. So <laughs> I think I kind of did that because I didn't know if I wanted to do teaching. And um, it just was a good avenue to have to go down the teaching route if that is what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, I, I, that's why I took economics and geography. I didn't know if I wanted to do something in line of business or if I wanted to do teaching. And I just opened the doors to a few things, having chosen those subjects. So that was my curveball there. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I recorded a, um, well, we didn't record, but we attempted to record a three-hour podcast. And uh, I was asked a question um, about, you know, what we do. And I find it really, I think what, what I find most interesting about what we do is that you've got to step back and look at the broader picture all the time. And something always impacts another. And I always, and I always think it would be interesting to tie in someone's social media feeds, life events, family events, business, seasonality, put it all together in a big ecosystem and kind of pull it all together because that's how I really think you can grasp someone's really true exposure. Mm -hmm. um, so you travelled to Australia and what was your favourite part um, when you went travelling in Australia? Um, I did quite a big trip. Um, myself and my partner, we... Well, my goal coming here is I wanted to drive around Australia. I just wanted to see the whole thing. And I didn't want to just know about the cities. I wanted to know, like, what's going on in the country. And just, yeah, I wanted to see everything, which is a problem of my life. I want to see it all. Um, but we did it. Um, we At the start, when I came here, I was um, traffic controlling, hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because when you come here on a working holiday visa, you need to do farm work. So... It's not always farm work. You can also work in, in so you can work in agriculture or you can actually work in um, the construction industry. So um, I went to Darwin and I was traffic controlling up there for a bit, um, and then work wasn't all that plentiful. So um, I got a job in Chinchilla, which is um, like in West Queensland. I think it's maybe like five hours in, maybe six. Wow. Um, yeah, that was an experience. A lot of. Uh, dead kangaroos and flies <laughs> when you're sitting at the side of a road underneath an umbrella for some protection <laughs> but um again experience you know it was um we were there for maybe a month and then i had to go down to shepparton and i was packing apples in shepparton which was a character building to say the very least yeah. um but again got through that but that they were experiences in australia but i think my favorite experience was um yeah, driving around for sure. Rented a camper van and we started um, our trip in Alice Springs. We flew to there, saw Uluru, and then we flew to Adelaide. And then from Adelaide, we picked up the camper van and we drove um, all along the west coast, across the Nullarbor up the west coast to Broome. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, I haven't done that road. I oh, would love to do it. It was really, really good. And the thing is, you're, you're driving and while everything seems the same, when you actually take a step back and you finish the route, you realise how much everything actually changes. You know, it's it's easy just to get caught in a long straight road and think, oh my God, is this ever going to end? But it really wasn't like that at all. Like I actually enjoyed every single moment of it. Um, it like all the salt lakes and um, it, like you just see a glisten through the trees and you think like oh my god what's that and then you stop and you pull over and it's this huge glistening salt lake that's just like crystal and it's just so beautiful mm -hmm. i'd never seen anything like that before i didn't even know that kind of a thing existed mm -hmm. i love arising on something and i guess even 
and just not knowing anything about it, which you know, you're dealing with insurance and all different risks as well. Like that happens quite often. You yeah. stumble upon something, you don't know what you're looking at, yeah. but you just take a moment and then like kind of delve into it. Like, what is this? And then you, yeah. you take it from there. Eh? Yeah, it's a real um, adventurer mentality. Yeah. And you've got to have it in you to enjoy that. And yeah. some people don't like surprises, I suppose. Um, but yeah, we're, you're kind of forced to adapt and that applies in everything you do. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, okay, so um, thanks for that. I wanted to ask you, um, so what, what are you passionate about? Well, travel is something that's huge to me. Adventure and uh, a lifestyle that you caught me, Remy. <laughs> what I'm passionate about. I'm going to start with a fit and healthy lifestyle. I just love that aspect of having some sort of control over my immediate um, well-being. And um, sport is something that forever I've loved. I've played it my whole life. Um, in Ireland, there's two really popular sports, um, hurling and Gaelic football. Um, it's nearly like a religion in Ireland, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, like not everybody plays it, but to be honest, the majority of people do. So I've played that my whole life and I came to Sydney and I didn't even realize they had teams over here, but um, I started playing in Sydney as well. And um, it's just such a sense of community with it. Like I came here, I start, probably started with a team maybe a week after I came here and straight away I was just part of the community, like you're never alone. So yeah, that's um, that sport is definitely something I'm passionate about. Um, and I guess family and friends, as the majority of people are, but for me, they hold such a close part of my heart, and like I've got so much respect for my family and friends that it's, especially with, I guess with my family, like being so far away from them, um, the values that they've taught me, and I really try and carry them through, and I, I just really. I, I just really respect everything that they've done for me and going forward is something I kind of want to make them proud because that's just, it, it, it's what I know and I really respect like what they've done. Um, Great. Why am I so stuck for what am I passionate about? Well, that should be something that I should literally be rolling off the top of my tongue about. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we don't, we don't spend a lot of time um, thinking about them, being focused on them, but, you know, um, to verbalise and to communicate it mm. uh, is, all, is always a good reminder. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, you play sport. I mean, you, um, do, you, do you train re frequently and, and exercise frequently? Yeah, yeah, I love training and exercising. That's, like, that's my alone time in the day. Mm. I guess, Joe, you know, like, not being able to answer that question so freely, I think sometimes it's because in a day we don't actually take a moment to just stop. Mm. And you think, like, I, I think often... Just bring it back to travel. I find it's when I'm going up the side of a mountain in a country that I don't know. I've got no social media, no phone. It's actually when I kind of reconnect a little bit and I start to think. And like, if I ever go traveling, I always have a diary with me because I feel my thoughts actually flow when I'm away from everything. And then you know, you come back to the city, and I try to escape every so often, but it's difficult because like you're stuck in the hustle and bustle of a city, and it's it's not as easy to disconnect from your daily duties um, and I guess 
I think that's actually why I wasn't able to like free-flowingly answer that passion question because I just don't take a moment and I think it's important for us to all take moments in a day but um, that aside uh, what was um, yeah so your exercise so exercise you, yeah, yeah th my exercise is my daily thing that I do for myself I try and train every day um, maybe Saturday and Sunday it might necessarily be in the gym might be going for a walk or a trek or something like that but yeah I, I'm really passionate about that I love the I like the routine of it, I guess, but nonetheless, I like the, it's so limitless. So there's always, um, there's always that sense of progression and that sense of achievement when maybe you lift a higher weight or you run that extra little bit or you see yourself getting stronger. And so there's that mental thing as well. It's just a, it's just an escape from, like when I'm training, I don't think about anything else. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to switch off and have mm -hmm. that, that moment for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a moment with yourself, which is uh, which is something that is very scarce these days. <laughs> um, and uh, so, tell me, what did you put in your smoothie this morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing the F45 challenge at the moment, and uh, it finishes on Monday. So um, I tried to put in more ice than banana today. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not really following the diet as regimentally as I probably should. Um, I think it's down to like low carb, low everything at the moment. And I'm like, no, I need something. So I put in frozen banana, ice, some maca powder, some cacao, some protein powder and almond milk. Hey. Oh, and some peanut butter. Ah, <laughs> you got to get the peanut butter in yeah. there. I put some peanut butter on my avocado and toast Love this morning. peanut butter. Oh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, so... I want to um, I want to jump into what you do. Um, do you want to take a sip of your coffee? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so, give me an understanding of like how you, how you perceive risk today. Now that you you've been here with us for almost a year, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so give me your understanding of what you think you do for people. Well, when I came to Ensure, um, I came here to be an insurance broker. Now I realise that it's Ensure is not solely about insurance or one policy or looking at something down tunnel vision. It's about looking at the bigger picture, taking a scope from the very top and then putting an umbrella over it all and finding out where are people's risks how can we help people with those risks and then putting mechanisms in place to manage them so i guess that's a that's an outlook that i would have not known before but now that i know it i can't think of looking at insurance from any other angle because you think about it like somebody's risk as you say earlier like you, you think that the best way would be literally looking at everything even if you're like their social or like their social media everything because that is somebody's risk now obviously you can't be managing absolutely everything but there is definitely a way and a means to best manage and I feel that the view that Ensure takes towards risk management is that approach and I'm very confident that my learning in Ensure over the last year and my learning in Ensure going forward is going to really um, give me the tools to help people best manage their risk. 
That's great. <laughs> is that That's humbling great. for you, Rami? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it's uh, unfortunately I don't take enough time to sit down and ask um, my team that question, and uh, it is really humbling because uh, it's, it's exactly how I feel. So um, you know, when uh, when I can impart that onto as many people as possible. Uh, I feel really strongly about that because I really feel that that's how we can make a really big difference to people's lives. Mm. And um, so, so, and you know, like yesterday, uh, without talking about the detail, um, someone really close to me suffered a really big loss. And I, I haven't been able, like it last night on my sleep cycle, noted the worst sleep on record. Um, it was like 30%. And I had exercised twice yesterday. I'd had a great day, but that just really um, it, it it hit me in, in the guts because um, I feel uh, like it, it's very hard for me to detach from these things because they're very real to people. You know, when I called the person, and uh, you know, thankfully they were drinking a nice bottle of wine, and they're thinking, "Well, I lost this much money. What's another thousand dollar bottle of wine gonna do, right?" And I'm thinking, "Yeah, right. Like, it really makes no difference. You might as well go out and buy Ferrari too." But uh, just feel so strongly about that. So um, I feel like you need to have a stomach. You need to have the perspective that you've got about risk, but you've also got to have the stomach for it. So I want to ask you whether like how you feel about protecting people and what would, what is it like when someone who you be, have a relationship with, like a client, suffers a loss and you didn't and, and you feel like, you, you know, you could have done something but you just never got to them in time or just want to ask you how that feels and where, you, where, where your heart belongs in that whole ecosystem of risk and loss. Um, so you always have to take a step back and have that professional approach to it um, it is very easy to get personally invested in time and people um, and as I say I as I said I find it easy to build relationships with people so for me to personally become personally invested in somebody would be a very easy thing but what I've really tried with this job is to have that professional blanket and I don't mean for one second to not build a, uh, a relationship with people. I do want to do that and I will continue to do that for the rest of my life. But I think if you're looking at something from a professional outlook, you're also going to benefit the client more. You're going to be, as I say, looking at their risk from an umbrella perspective. And if you, if you do um, have that professionalism about you, you would hope that um, you will be covering all those risks from the start and it's not a race to get to the finish line with this kind of a thing it is you just need to take a moment you need to look at the risks you need to try your best to cover all angles of the risk and as i say life happens unfortunately sometimes there are unforeseen circumstances which as we say happened yesterday and that is definitely hard to manage and i guess you may ask personal questions of yourself in that regard as well, being like, why didn't I do this faster or why did that happen? And then you, you can overthink in those kind of moments as well. I think that at the end of the day, anything any of us can do is our best. And I believe that the approach that Ensure takes is the best approach. And unforeseen circumstances in life happen, unfortunately, but when they do happen, you just need to 
take it from there and I take a moment and deal with that circumstance because I think they are few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to ask you, how do you like to break the ice with a client? What would be your ideal way to break the ice with, with a new client that you've met or one of the intros? My awkward clients? chuckle probably does that from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even help that. It just like comes out like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless. Um, uh, as I say, just luck building relationships with people comes naturally to me. Um, and it's always been well received. I'm not saying it's going to always be well received by every single person, but it's actually a characteristic of myself that I really like having, and I don't know why I have it. It's, I don't know, is it the aura around me? I'm not sure what it is, but I just seem to have a, a soft approach with people, and it's just well received a lot. And then from there, I think, I don't ever like to force my personality on anybody, and I think you need to just gradually build these relationships. Like, nothing just happens, you know, you need to have the respect, build the trust, and like gradually, because you're working with somebody, that rapport and that relationship will grow. Um, I'm just, I'm never a person to really uh, push my personality on anybody because I feel all these things are organic and they'll naturally grow in time. Um, but just from the start, if you have that calmness about you, you have that professional approach, and then people know that they can trust you and they can rely on what you're doing, I think that's a very strong foundation for any relationship and then from there you can push it and make big things happen. Awesome. So, um, is that a way you like to break the ice? Is oh. the conversation over the phone or is it oh, uh, over a coffee? Or? Um, oh, any of the, whatever works for somebody, I'd be more than happy to meet somebody for our coffee and have a chat. Alternatively, I'd be happy to have a phone call with somebody and cover if that's a uh, thing that works best for them with their time um, I know a lot of the people we work with are busy so they may not have the time to come in and have a chat with us in the office here if I need to go to their site visit them there no problem um, there's always a way and means about meeting somebody and having that initial contact um, if it is over the phone or a zoom meeting skype call whatever it may be um, happy to take that angle to best meet the needs of the client awesome awesome so, um, what are you excited about? In life. Whatever you today. want to say. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Um, no, I think the opportunity that I have today, I, I'm going to, there's opportunity in life all the time, but personally for myself, I'm 26, I'm in Sydney, I feel the opportunity that I have is endless and I'm so privileged to be in that position. You know, there's so many people in the world who would just, like, who just don't have that and I don't oversee it for one moment, like, I'm really grateful for it. Um, so I guess it's, that endless opportunity for me is the exciting factor and, like, I don't like to run ahead of myself and take the future too far in advance. I like to have a vision, but at the same time, I really enjoy just taking it day to day, having a good plan in place, and then just seeing what the future holds. But that excites me loads because I just feel that all the all the good things are in place for something really good to fall into place in the future. And I say just taking it day by day, but I'm really excited to see what comes next. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. I had one more question. Oh, yeah. So, um, travel is important to you. So, what's your next trip? Um, Tasmania. Um, going in three weeks, actually. Um, just started planning it. Um, we're just four days. It's a very short-lived trip, but nonetheless, it's just a place on my. Um, it's been a place on my bucket list. I've been really wanting to go to. So, Hobart, Mountfield National Park, um, Cradle Mountain. Um, we're going up to Table Cape. There's a tulip festival on there. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Really? I don't know. I was thinking seeing a field of colourful tulips mm. would be quite pleasing on the eye. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get there. And then we're going to go to Launceston and then come back down the East Coast. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be an action-packed four days, but that's generally how my trips go. I don't like to waste time in bed when I'm <laughs> on the road. So, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's going to be happening. And that's then, exciting. Yeah. Oh, it's come a long way. It was Cradle Mountain on Friday. Now I know. Like, yeah, I, oh, once yeah. I get pen to paper when I'm travelling and <laughs> planning trips, I'm all over it. Like <laughs> my partner just literally sits back and just says, "Okay, look, you just you take it from here," and I'm like, "Yeah, I will." <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, I'm looking. I'm, I bags one of the photos that comes from your yeah. partner's camera. <laughs> okay. Now he, he takes yeah. great photos. Um, thank you, Lisa. I, uh, I I'm really excited about um, everything you're doing. Um, I, I get awesome comments um about your nature and uh and i think um i think if you know if you keep doing what you're doing and you know you, you are really likable um and and i believe that's what opens people up and i believe you need to be able to open people up to get to get deeper and um and a lot of what i'm doing at the moment with these with these podcasts is to try and um, get a little bit deeper with people because I always find it better when, it, when we're getting into the deeper level of emotion and understanding what drives them and what motivates them and I thought this would be a great way to introduce you to people um, and introduce you to uh, our clients and, and yeah, just help, help break the ice. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Thanks awesome. for your time.